0: The exit interviews are over. The players are off to do their off-season things, whatever they may be. And we are here to think about what comes next. The Magic leveled up this season. Now it's time to do it all over again. Just like it's time to do Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 11th, 2023. My name is Philip and I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can go follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR_OMD. underscore O-M-D. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic complete their exit interviews. We get their take on the season, plus their take on what happens next. We'll get to all that coming up here. Plus... Debut our playoff slash lottery corner. We'll close the show with our daily take a thon spin of the day as well as some thoughts on the NBA playoffs too. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team Every day. Obviously, we, we we've touched on some of these subjects over the last couple episodes, uh, over the last couple days, as really the last week, as we've really begun to think more like holistically, more clearly about this season and what it means, and what to make of this year, and and, and what it ultimately is gonna what's ultimately going to happen for this team moving forward. We all understand, we all can see how much this team, I don't want to say overperformed, but how well this team played and put themselves in a position to feel this good. How they rallied together, how they found that resiliency. The, The two words that Jamal Mosley used to describe his team is resiliency, And togetherness and 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 camaraderie or something that effect. I'm sorry, I'm messing that up, Coach. Um, This is a team that endeared itself to all of us by just never giving up. You know, Cole Anthony said it during exit interviews yesterday on Monday um, that at five and twenty, this team could have easily packed it in. They could have easily gone to five and thirty or seven and thirty or whatever the case may be. They could have easily said, "Well, we're done." And accepted their fate, but they didn't. In fact, the magic rallied, finishing above 500 the rest of the way, showing for nearly three quarters of a season that they could play. Um, you know, Mo Wagner, I thought, had some really great thoughts, and, and I'll share them with you all on um, as well as as in summation here. But you know, Mo Wagner said, you know, we we showed the league that we could win a little bit we started to gain respect around the league. Them knowing that that Orlando isn't a a pushover game, isn't a walkover game, that this is a game that you're going to have to fight and you're going to have to play hard in to win. And of course, previews, where the Magic ultimately go next, but for now, we got to talk about what that says about this team. About what was established and what was built this season. I'm sure some of you have, um, because I know I said it about once, maybe twice a week throughout the entire course of the season. This season was not about this season. This season for the Orlando Magic, it wasn't important that the Magic improved by 12 wins, got to 34 wins. It was not important that the Magic were in the play-in race. All that is a sign of how much things were working. But it wasn't But it wasn't the end all be all. It wasn't the most important thing to get out of the season. This season was about laying a foundation. This season was about beginning to put the pieces in place, beginning to put the team in place to do something bigger, to do something greater, to do something significantly bigger. This season was about next season, the season after. And a foundation that was laid this year is going to be where this team grows. It's about understanding and learning the things you have to do to win. Understanding the basics of what the Magic are trying to run and trying to accomplish while you're still young and able to make mistakes. Yes, a, a, a big factor in this season, a big factor in what the Magic were doing was injuries. Once they got healthy, we could really begin to see this team form, form fit itself, and find its way. We could really begin to see who this team is. And now, it's about evolving it. It's about building upon the foundation I was with, because the Magic did a lot of really good things. Now, there's still a lot of work to do. No one's gonna hide from that. That this season was somehow perfect, or you know, take your hands off the wheel because this thing is going straight to the moon. No, that, that that that's not how it works. Um, you know, it's it's Mo Wagner, I thought Mo Wagner. There are two quotes of the day. One was Markel Fultz, um, talking about his three-point shooting and just saying at a certain point I just said F it. Um, the other was I thought Mo Wagner had a lot of really fun insight uh, into into what comes next and 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 showed, you know, kind of the leadership maturity that this roster, that this locker room needs. Um, And so, you know, certainly there is a hope that they can bring him back. The Bo Wagner said that inconsistency comes from thinking that it's easy. And the team has to recognize that that thought, that the inevitability of their success is BS. Like um, Those were his words. That the inevitability of this team's success is BS. Because now it's about the work. Now it's about doing and grinding and, and getting better. Because they showed throughout the course of the season that they could do that. They showed by finishing 7th in defensive rating in the NBA from December 9th until last Tuesday when they got eliminated from the playoffs that they were 7th in the NBA in defensive rating. They showed they can build that defense. That they could be that team that fights and claws their way for every little thing. They showed all of that. And now it's time to see if this team can take the next step. Build on the next thing. Be the next great team. And it starts with the foundation they laid this year. That never-say-die attitude that helped them begin to climb out of a 5-and-20 hole. Obviously, they didn't get all the way there, but begin to climb out of that hole. That's going to be necessary for everything that they do moving forward. For every little thing, for every little success, for every little bit. They're going to have to be that same team once again. This season established that foundation. It established who this team is. And again, Mo Wagner had a, a great insight. again. Maybe it's some rationalization to who, who, where this Magic team is at, but Mo Wagner said, this team has to remember what it was like to grind and fight when the results weren't there. Because now that the results are there, the work is even more important. Continuing to build is even more important. And that gets us to the next step. The step that's going to be so important to this offseason, the step that's going to determine whether this rebuild is successful or not, it's the step that comes next year. And it's not just about making the playoffs. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. I just got the greatest text in the world or the greatest tweet in the world. My beloved Fulham Football Club is coming to Orlando as part of the uh, English Premier League soccer celebration here in the city. Beautiful. There are going to be several Premier League teams. My, my favorite, my team, Fulham Football Club, C O Y W, um, is on their way to Orlando. It's their second time in Florida in, my, in, in, a, in a while, in, in my lifetime. I think it's the last 10 years at least. So I'm excited to bring the cottagers into into Orlando. I got my scarf ready. I got my Visit Florida jersey ready. I'm ready to go. I just need tickets. And Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget game, Game Time. Is the as la- the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you for one hundred ten percent of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again. Use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account. Redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. Obviously, now that the Magic have dispersed, we've broken down the season, we've talked about its importance, we've talked about what it ultimately means for this team. Now, obviously, the next question becomes, what comes next? What happens next? What are the expectations for this team? And for the first time in a very long time, the Magic... Are very openly setting expectations for themselves. You know, Steve Clifford famously said, "I don't like putting expectations on my teams. I don't like putting limits on them." Jeff Weltman, in his ever diplomatic way, um, is always kind of, you know, like balances balances things. Doesn't want to give too much away. Doesn't want to give too doesn't want to give too little. Um, and obviously, the players are always a little over But at the end of this season, th- the question had to be asked directly. Is this a playoff team? You know, certainly. Certainly, we've talked about it here. Certainly, we've discussed it here about believe or what I believe at least because I'm a solo show. What I believe the magic goals are for next year, and I've I've said it plainly. Y'all, y'all know me if you listen to the show. I'm not one to make like bold proclamations or bold statements. I, I like to see where things go. I like to be on the journey. I don't like like Steve Clifford said, to set limits on this team. I want to be on the journey and be flexible enough that I don't get put on freezing cold takes too often. It's happened. Um, But I am comfortable enough to say that next season is a playoff season, that this team is postseason capable, is postseason good, and we're at a point where the team should be striving to make that kind of a run, to make the postseason. And the players seem to agree. You know, Cole Anthony said it. Markel Fultz said it. When Wendell Carter was asked directly about it, he said, for sure. Like, we will be disappointed if we're not in the playoffs next year. Of course, that is one way to say it. That's the result. That's the results-based way for this team to, to get where it wants to go. The reality is that, like Mo Wagner said, like I related that Movager said earlier, it's a process-driven thing. Results come from the process. Results don't just happen. They come from the work. And and no one is concerned about this Magic team not putting in the work. This Magic team is going to work hard. They're going to put the work in. They're going to do everything they can to make themselves individually better. The question, of course, is will... Do the things they have to do to take that all-important next step. And what is that next step? Because we talk all season about leveling up, about whatever whatever leveling up is. We we can all agree the magic did that this year. But that's that's the thing about the NBA. There is one champion, and everyone, no matter what the success, is still striving to do more. As Jeff Weltman put it, like yeah, we could talk about how great a season we had, but we still didn't make the playoffs. We still got a lot of things to work on. We still got a lot of areas to improve. And while certainly we're encouraged about the path the team is on, it is still it is still a, um, still a, a long way to go to get where this team ultimately wants to be. And again, that could mean changing personnel. That could be internal improvement. That could be a lot of things. And, and it certainly seems like the Magic are going to be are, they'll be aggressive and, and open to opportunities, but this is this is not a franchise. It's not a front office that makes splashy moves just to make splashy moves. They are going to be particular and, and still very committed to their overall project above everything else. They're not looking for a get rich quick scheme. that, that that's the vibe I got from Jeff Weltman's uh, post postseason availability. Um, and so we're kind of here in this moment, looking and asking, how do the magic level up again? How do they go? They went from from level A to level B. How do they get to level C? And then how do they get to level D above that? And that, again, the answer is process. As Jeff Waltman said uh, during exit interviews, we have to learn how to play clean basketball. We have to learn to play without fouling. We have to learn... How to limit our turnovers? We have to learn how to be consistent every single day, and that is the message heading into the off into the off season. Last year's message was to level up, just generically level up. This year, it's it's more clear what the magic have to do to get to that next level, and a lot of it's just frankly maturity. A lot of it is just understanding how to manage a game and play that game effectively and efficiently. <laughs> And and obviously, that is something young teams have to learn how to do and get put in situations where they make mistakes, where they struggle, and they get better. The Magic certainly did get better. Their clutch record is significantly better over the course of the year. And while I I would certainly say they do better playing with the lead, I think most teams would, there's still a long way to go even there. And so it's just about consistency. Again, consistency is about the work. Consistency is about embracing the grind. And and, and finding a way to scratch out pars on, on bad days. You know, the golfers always say, you know, you're grinding, you know, there's just gonna be a moment in every tournament where you're just grinding for pars or something goes wrong and you just have to find your way back to level so you can start launching and, and making good shots again. That's That's kind of where the Magic struggle. The Magic are really good at firing at the pin and getting birdies, but when that drive goes way off to the left, how do they rescue themselves? How do they get themselves back. The good teams do that with ease. They're Tiger Woods. The Milwaukee Bucks are Tiger Woods. They, the, Tiger Woods, the amazing thing about Tiger Woods as a golfer is not that he drives the ball particularly long, which he did. It's his iron play. It's his ability to rescue himself when he makes mistakes, to still make great shots from bad situations. That's, that's among the many reasons why Tiger was so special, but that's kind of the analogy here that the magic have to find a way to be so consistent they can play from the rough a little bit. You know, they they can they can grind out they can grind out pars and don't need to be perfect every step along the way. That's that margin for error that I talk about a lot when I'm analyzing games. The magic really don't have a big margin for error. To that point then the magic To that point, then, the the Magic are looking to level up once again. They are looking to take another significant step forward, another another way on their path. They are looking to make a bigger and bolder statement. But to do that is going to take work. To do that is, is going to be to do everything that this team did this year, but better, more effectively. More With more maturity. That is the task ahead of this Orlando Magic team. And to the Magic's credit, they seem ready to embrace that. They seem ready to do the work. To put it in and give themselves a real shot at being that team everyone's talking about. Because guess what, everybody? Every national magazine, every national pundit, everyone around the league is going to spend this offseason telling you the Magic are the next big thing. That is a title that is handed to you. But actually delivering on it is something you have to earn. And the Magic have to remember that as they now face playoff pressure for the first time as a group. We're going to close the show today with some playoff talk. I'll make some play predictions. I'll give you my champion. Plus, our daily lottery spin of the day is coming to you in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at ProPix. The NBA play-in tournament starts tonight. We've got some big names out there. Anthony Edwards, LeBron James, Jimmy Butler, Trey Young. It's going to be fun. I I I, have seen people complain about the play-in tournament, and I'm just like, what the hell are you talking about? Single elimination NBA games are fun. The play-in tournament is fun. This mid-season tournament is going to be fun as long as everyone invests. Once once teams get invested in it, this stuff is fun. Enjoy it. It's a good time. And if you want to have a good time watching the games, you got to try out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the daily fantasy game. That is set up, it's really set up for you to win. All you have to do is make two to six pick two to six players, and if they go to score more or less than their prize Picks projections, you can win up to twenty-five times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, MOB, NHL, PGA, college sports, soccer, WNBA, and a whole lot more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. For safe and fast withdrawals are currently operational in more than 30 states, including Florida, as well as Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. All right, we are finally in the postseason. While the Orlando Magic are not playing in the postseason, I I still think it's really important and and good and healthy to talk about what's going on in the playoffs. Um, I think it was Jeff Waltman who said on Monday that, yeah, you watch the playoffs because those are clues to success. Um, Those are clues to the direction the league is going, to what works in the league, and and ultimately what's going to help this team win. And so you want to imagine a little bit, how do the Magic fit into this ecosystem? Obviously, the Magic are going to get to the playoffs, they're going to take their lumps as a young team. They're going to have to learn how to win and how to prepare and play in these high-intensity games. We're going to get to that part, but we could already begin to see maybe how this Magic team would play. I'm a big believer that Jamal Mosley's offense is set up for the playoffs. The way that it the way that it improvises a little bit, the way that it allows for mid-range jump shooting, which is what playoff basketball allows. Um, it creates constant motion. It's not something that you can really kind of set in. You, you certainly see habit plays and habit uh, iterations, but there there is the ability to branch off of things and for players to make decisions. and and I think that's ultimately really good. Um, I even think the magic's kind of heavy paint scheme defensively. I think there's a next iteration, a next evolution to it that they'll they'll layer in next year. But even that, I think, is set up to pl- to perform well in the playoffs with the bit magic's ability to switch defenses pretty seamlessly. Um, and, and just as long as they I mean obviously it's about execution at the end of the day um, so I, I'm very curious to see how these playoffs turn out and, and what ultimately is going to happen and who ultimately stands above the rest and what that says about the direction of the league if you're asking me what my prediction is for the playoffs I've entered it in, 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 NBA, uh, in, in, in the NBA.com pool uh, I have posted it as well to my Twitter account at R underscore omd I will be doing series by series um, pred- predictions on there as well. There'll be a little thread so you can tell me how wrong I am. I know I just said I like to avoid freezing cold takes, but I will I will take that one. Um, and so tonight, uh, for these play-in games, uh, I am taking uh, the Heat over the Hawks and the Lakers over the Wolves tonight. I, I think those are the two experienced teams, the two more consistent teams. Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. I, I don't want to mess with that dude. Miami all season has been playing essentially to beat in close games because they know Jimmy Butler can carry them. And in a, you know, in a single elimination game, that might be able to get you in trouble. But I also think that Miami's defense is just so much more consistent. Atlanta's been kind of a mess all year. And while I, I, I think Atlanta will still hang tough, um, I, I just think Miami's the better team overall. Certainly the more experienced and poised playoff team. And so I like Miami there. I'm taking the Lakers over the Wolves, not because the Wolves are just a mess right now and a mess maybe the Magic should be taking a look at. Um, but uh, certainly a playoff lesson there. We'll get to playoff lessons later on in, in the summer as well. Um, but, you know, the Lakers have LeBron. But beyond that, the Lakers have played really well since the All Star break. I think they're like 16 and 7 since the All Star break. They've played really, really well to put themselves in this position. LeBron is LeBron. He's going to have a big game tonight. He's going to show up for these kinds of games. He's shown up in playing games before. Um, this is. This is going to be a big showing, I think, for for James, and I think I think that the Lakers are. I think the Lakers are going to win actually pretty easily in this one. I don't think it'll be as entertaining as the the Heat Hawks game in the end. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to be doing an episode tomorrow, so I'll, I'll preview those games on Wednesday. I have the Thunder beating the Pelicans. Not that I don't dislike the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans have had a, had a good season considering. Uh, missed. They're missing Zion. I just think the Thunder are going to be able to. The Thunder are going to be able to put so much pressure. on on the defense, New Orleans is just so inconsistent. Um, I'm willing to pull the trigger on the upset there, and then I'm gonna take the Raptors over the Bulls in in the East game in the East nine ten game. Um, the Raptors just to be more solid, more consistent, as well as Chicago has played of late. Um, I I think that Chicago just you know yeah their defense is good, but their offense is just so wildly inconsistent. Um, they rely too much on individual play sometimes, and so I think that I think that Toronto is gonna be able to, to hold them off in a single game, but Single single elimination NBA games are fun, so I, I I'm really excited. I I really love this play in tournament idea. I really like what we're seeing. My overall pick then for the NBA playoffs, I am taking Bucks over Suns. I'm split between six or seven games. I think I'm leaning six just for the just for the memes, but I, I think Milwaukee's been the best team in the league uh, more consistently this year. As long as Chris Middleton is healthy at the key part of the season, namely when they play the Celtics in the conference finals, or Celtics or Sixers in the conference finals, um, I, I, I just think that Milwaukee's just heads and tails. They, they have the right balance of things, and Giannis is just so unstoppable. I, I do think they need one more attacker um, off the dribble, but you know Drew Holiday's been great all season. They have so many shooters. When 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 the when the the, you start leaning on your stars more, you know Giannis just always 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 seems to deliver. Um, On the West, I have Phoenix coming out of it. You know, again, if Durant, Paul, and Booker are healthy, that's your best team. Um, It's not that I don't dislike Denver. I just have real questions about Denver and their ability to create outside of Jokic. And Jokic has had his struggles in the playoffs. Um, That you could say that that's a reason not to vote for him for MVP. That reason is wrong. MVP is a regular season award. Um, But I, I do think Denver. I, I, so, uh, Denver's got to prove it to me that they can do it and, until I believe they can do it. I, I hate to say it. I hate to phrase it that way. I also think you got to watch for Golden State in the West. Um, I love Sacramento. I love you guys. That Golden, Golden State's experience is going to really pay off, and I think it's going to be a big factor in this postseason. Um, they know how to get themselves ready. They know how to play in the postseason while they've been wildly inconsistent this year, especially on the road. Golden State's still the defending champs, and you got to give them their respect and give them their proper due. Um, A Golden State-Memphis second-round series is going to be war, and Memphis could very easily win that series. Um, And in in either case, I just like the experience uh, and veteran poise coming out of the top of that bracket with Phoenix, even the LA Clippers, and Denver over a team like Memphis. Um, I, I would say this, though, about the postseason. This is as wide open a postseason as I've seen. You know, Milwaukee can win the title. Boston can win the title. Philadelphia can win the title. Denver can win the title. Phoenix can win the title. Golden State could probably win the title. Memphis could probably win the title. And I'll give the LA Clippers a, t- a title shot too. you. That, that's eight teams that I just rattled off that, ha- that potentially have a real shot at winning a championship. And, and very rarely in the NBA do we get that. We're usually stuck around four teams. We rarely see teams that look championship capable lose in the first round. That just doesn't happen in this league. So it's going to be a really fun postseason. Stay up late because the West is still the most more intriguing of the two conferences with a little bit of a deeper title pool, but it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm really, really excited. We, of course, are getting ready for the NBA Draft Lottery, and so it is time to do our daily lottery spin. And I promise you, I did not plan it this way. I'm literally going to go to Tankathon. I'm going to hit sim lottery once. I'm going to screen grab that and I'm going to share it right here, right now, and on my first spin, yeah, you see it. The Orlando Magic pick first. Um, we will talk more about the prospects. We will talk more about what might happen in some of these scenarios, but the simplest scenario is the simplest scenario. If the Orlando Magic get the first pick, they're drafting Victor Wimbenyama. That's just done. Like, put it away. Um, who the Magic would draft at 12? You know, Oklahoma, uh, Chicago and Oklahoma City still have a, a tie to break, but... For now, for now, Takeathon has them picking 12 because they use win streak as a, as a tiebreaker. Um, who would they pick at 11 or 12? You know, I, I, we'll, we'll get to some of these names. We'll talk plenty more about the draft, too. Um, but you're looking at guys like Grady Dick, like Jordan Hawkins. Um, you know, I think Taylor Hendricks will be gone by then, but Taylor Hendricks of UCF is there. But if you're drafting Victor Wembanyama, you're probably looking to go backcourt or guard. Um, you may be looking at Anthony Black, Cason Wallace of Kentucky. Um, if Nick Smith is there, that would be a little bit of a steal, I think, although I'd be concerned about why Nick Smith is falling so far. Um, but that's, those are the kind of names you're looking at. And, and I think it's really important to note that that there, that there has to be some interplay between first pick and second pick. You can't take two guys in the same position. Um, you can't take two players of the same type. And, and tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit about—or on our next episode, it may not be tomorrow— Um, We'll talk a little bit about Jonathan Isaac and his progress and how Jonathan Isaac plays into all this. But, you know, obviously the first pick you're taking, Victor Wembenyama, and that changes everything about your offseason. Maybe you do look to add some more serious pieces. Maybe you don't because you understand Wembenyama's going to need a little bit of time to get used to the NBA. Um, You know, we we, we, we posited this question uh, up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com with with our friend Luke Duffy. Um, If you draft Wembenyama, what does that mean for... for, um, for Wendell Carter, because you know, then you have a front line of Wembenyama, uh, Bancaro, Wagner. Wagner's, you know, you don't want to slide Wagner to the two too much. I-, I love Franz Wagner. I think he, I think he played great defense this year. He noted his own defensive strides, but um, I'd be a little concerned about him playing too much, uh, too much shooting guard. I don't think he quite has the speed. I think we saw that earlier in the year as well. So, you know, the number one pick is really, really easy. But if you draft a big, you want to go small. I think with that second pick. Look, the Magic have a lot of positional needs, and we're, we'll get to some of those those needs later on in the week too. Um, with some of the things that Jeff Waltman said, the Magic have a lot of positional needs. Um, they certainly have a skill need in shooting. I think they need one more big. They need one more big forward, especially to, to kind of bulwark uh, against Jonathan Isaac and his future. Again, we'll talk about that later on in the week. Um, I think that they need. They probably need a third point guard somewhere there, kind of another swing guard. But they're pretty set at guard. Um, you know, again they. They, they don't have a lot of roster space, but they have a lot of guys that they're going to be bringing in. So, you know, certainly some continued guard depth and just depth, just good quality depth, I think, is, is a big thing because the Magic, I think, not that the Magic's bench players played poorly at all, but they definitely, you know, you could definitely tell when they, they got to the end of their bench and, and were struggling to field a quality team. We'll count how many times the Magic win our lottery spin of the day. They win this one, so we will take it, I guess. But... That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at Philip r underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast, and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Tune in, Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of my cell podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. Oh now that you're done listening to us, go check out the Locked On NBA podcast to get you ready for the NBA play and tournament and the NBA postseason. Check out the Locked On Game-to-Game podcast every Monday through Friday for your daily recaps of games throughout the league, especially now that we're in the postseason. You'll get a little tidbit of of insight from our local experts for every game. Check it out game-to-game wherever you download podcasts on the Odyssey app or wherever else you download podcasts. That's good to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Rothman. We'll see you all next time in another episode of Locked On Magic.